Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. Well, after Dan Quinn was hired yesterday, all eight vacant head coaching positions in the NFL have since been filled, and we're going to take a look at the slam dunk hire, the one that's got us scratching our heads, and the most impactful position. So let's go ahead and get started. We've got the Chargers hiring Jim Harbaugh, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks, Cowboys DC Dan Quinn to the Commanders, Raiders DC Antonio Pierce, who was interim head coach, kept on as permanent head coach with the Raiders, Gerard Mayo, former Patriots linebacker coach, taking over for the Pats, Dave Canales, former Bucks OC, takes over as Panthers head coach, Raheem Morris, former Rams DC, takes over as Falcons head coach, and Brian Callahan, the first hire, former Bengals OC, now head coach of the Titans. So let's get started with some positive ones, Bump. What to you of all of these names is a slam dunk hire? Slam dunk, bias, Mike McDonald. I kind of think the same. And, and it's biased, but I also think that it's true. And the reason why I think it's a slam dunk, one, you look at the situation that the Seahawks were in. They had to roll the dice and wait on this dude and say, all right, we're going to hold out. We're going to wait. And hopefully other teams hire their head coaches and don't have the patience that we have. And it comes down to just us and somebody else. And that's exactly what happened. It came down to them and the commanders. And I think that for what this team needs is um, something to someone to rejuvenate what's going on here, but also focus on the weakness here. And that was the defense. And that's exactly who he is. Defensive minded guy. Um, is a great teacher. People connect with them. I'm looking at the defense, and I go, boom, exactly what you needed. You go from the oldest head coach to the youngest head coach. You address the defensive side of the football, um, and then he kills his first day on the job. Mm-hmm. And I go, this is it, man. Perfect. I thought about pitting Mike McDonald, not because I'm not excited, under biggest risk just because of his age. He's now the youngest head coach in the NFL. It's not a substantial difference. I mean, Gerard Mayo uh, and Sean McVay are both 37, which is just a year older, but they're there is a risk that you take in bringing on a 36-year-old. However, if you were to take a step back and you ignore the fact that he's a rookie head coach, which is a major thing, don't don't get me wrong, but if you just kind of step aside from that and you look at what's wrong with this team, the defense has been horrible for years. Right. What's Mike McDonald great at? Defense. Defense. Getting And, and getting the most out of players who aren't necessarily first-team all-pros. Yep. And this is my, my honorable mention slam dunk because he's nowhere else on my list. Sure. Spoiler alert, it's Jim Harbaugh. Because yeah. um, you you have a quarterback, and you you listen to Mike McDonald's presser, right? It's clean cut. It's on point. This is my first time doing this. I have to be uh, this certain type of dude, and he kills him. And then you listen to Jim Harbaugh's first uh, presser, and he does what Jim Harbaugh does, and yep. he kills it. Like that's what we expected from him. Both guys were exactly who they needed to be in those moments, and because Harbaugh is going to have a lot of say over there, and he was just in the college game, found a way to win a national championship, has a quarterback that he's working with, has to restructure some contracts, sign some guys. I think he can have a huge impact over there because the Chargers were not winning close games, and that's all Harbaugh does is win games. Now, this one, uh, I don't mean to be an insult by any means because I actually like a lot of these new head coaches and I like uh, where they landed for the most part with all of these teams Um, but to you if you have to narrow it down who was the biggest risk biggest risk I think we're on the same page with this I think so too Canales yeah and I hate that I hate it too man he had he's had a great journey started here in 2010 um, worked his way up to quarterback coach, helped Geno into a Pro Bowl type of year. You go over to Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield has his best season um, underneath you, and now you're gone. 
as a head coach. You have one year running the show on one side of the football, and now you're going to one of the worst situations in football when it comes to leadership Mm -hmm. and personnel. You do have a young quarterback. You do have a young quarterback over there that you can – excuse me. Am I tripping right now? He's with uh, he's with Carolina, Panthers, right? yeah, Okay, cool. All right. He does have a young quarterback over there that uh, he can mold, and he knows what great quarterback play looks like. But some of the questions we have with Mike McDonald, like, all right, who's he going to hire mm-hmm. over there? Um, you know, what are the processes going to look like? At least he's been a coordinator on two different levels for three seasons, so he has something to pull from. I'm not saying Canales is going into the situation blind, but – only one year at a coordinator spot, naturally this is going to be a big risk. I agree. I think that in order to make this fair, because we did like all these hires and we personally really like Dave Canales and and wish that he would have been you know part of this coaching staff uh, at a higher role a couple years ago, but um, you have to consider situation, right? Because when you start to like everyone, you go, okay, well, who's working with the least? Mm-hmm. He is. I mean, as an offensive coordinator, uh, You were not the top offensive coordinator name on the market, but Ben Johnson removes himself. Slowick stays with the Texans. Like, I wonder if Carolina was looking at a couple offensive names and then kind of fell in love with Dave Canales and, 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 you know, loved the idea of a young offensive mind. But that is a tough owner. And that, Mm -hmm. like you said, is a really tough situation with not a lot of tools. He just happens to have one of the biggest tasks ahead of him. Yeah, it's a it's a big task. Either way, whether he has success or he does not have success, he's going to learn over there. And we all know once you get one shot at head coach and coordinator, you're probably going to get one or two more shots after that. Yeah. So go ahead and learn over there. So my next one is most impactful. And by this, I mean just the ability to turn your team around, to, to have the biggest year-over-year year, uh, win increase. Yeah, most impactful, um, I got to go to Washington, D.C. and go with the Commanders. They were 4-13 and 13 last year. Sam Howell had himself some some moments, right? But uh, overall, this team was not great. You can tell that they were looking to start all over. They got rid of a whole bunch of talent over there. We're talking about Sweat and, uh, and, and Chase. Mm-hmm. But you look at this defense. This defense was the worst defense in the NFL, giving up 388 yards. Say what you want about Dan Quinn and the way that season finished, but you're not, you cannot ignore the 16 games, 17 games prior to that. You can't ignore that. So, yes, was it a, was it a bad performance when you needed it the most, most definitely, but Dan Quinn has shown that he can win in some places. Yeah. Two good years out of five or six over there with Atlanta. I understand that they won the division once, went to the playoffs twice didn't end the way you wanted to most head coaching stints don't end the way that you wanted to he gets uh, rejuvenated goes to the Dallas Cowboys and changes the game over there one of the worst teams in the league have an opportunity to win a couple more games so I think the impact will be seen with a couple more wins but more just the potential you got to look at the Washington Commanders as a team that just lost or didn't or fired one of the worst owners of all time and you're trying to revamp it you've had three three different names in four years for that organization. They don't know who they are. So you hire Dan Quinn. I expect that defense to get better. They win a couple more games. I chose Jim Harbaugh. Um, Part of it was their schedule. While the NFC South is unpredictable, they also have some bad play. They have some new head coaches of their own with the Saints and Falcons, a new coordinator with Tampa Bay. Who knows who they're going to have at quarterback? I know Tampa Bay went (laughs) further than, you know, several other of these teams, including the Chargers, uh, in the playoffs, obviously in the NFC and not the AFC. Um, But I think they have a schedule that outside of their own division 
it's kind of nice. Like, yeah. the AFC North is going to be really tough, but, you know, who knows where some of those teams are going to be. I'm looking at especially the Steelers. Like, I have no idea what they're going to be. Uh, and then I would personally love uh, as many games as possible uh, against teams that were under 500 last year, Facts. which is, you know, one of the divisions that they're facing. Mm-hmm. I also think that they are the only one with a true answer at quarterback. Of all of these teams... Now, you might be gung-ho on Gino. You might be uh, absolutely in love um, with, I don't even know, uh, Drake May, who's presumably going to be the pick at number two for the Commanders. But the Chargers are the only ones with a knock-it-out-of-the-park, that-is-it answer at quarterback. And Mm -hmm. I think that can make all the difference in a one-year turnaround. It can. Starts with the guy under center. You hear what Mike McDonald said. Right. The most important position in football is the quarterback. Big ups, offense alignment. Okay? Big ups. (laughs) Okay. It's a quarterback. The hire that's got you scratching your head. What's left? Scratching head and what else? Um, I did. And then biggest risk. No, this oh, is we already did. Big, this is the last, last one. one. Yeah, and then we'll just kind of talk in general. All right, scratching my head, and not not in a way that I'm like, you sure you want to do that? Is more of, uh, let's see. And it's Mayo with the New England Pages. Interesting. I almost he's, did him. He's young. Um, he had it in his contract when he first signed with the Pages that he was going to be the guy to take over. Um, yet he didn't have the experience that some other guys had on the staff. I think the main thing or the best thing that he did was develop a great relationship with Robert Kraft. And that, I mean, relationships are important in life, but really important in the NFL mm-hmm. because guys are going to get opportunities based off of relationships. Dan Quinn almost got a job here based off of a relationship and what he does on the football field. Not going to, you know, uh, minimize that. But um, if you are in good with the higher ups, they might take a second look at you even though there's someone else who on paper is way more qualified than you. Now, I don't know much about Mayo, but I hear he's a a, a brilliant young man, mm-hmm. 35, 36 years old. Um, has been around the program, played for the Patriots and coached with the Patriots. And if Robert Kraft likes him, then he, he has to roll with his gut. But I only scratched my head it's because of the experience. I am going to double up on that one, though I have a different answer. But to add on to this, uh, you know uh, how Beyonce uh, says, I can find another you in a minute. And then people made fun of Beyonce because they were like, but this guy cheated on you. You're breaking up with him. Why do you want another him? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I looked at the Patriots. Like, Gerard Mayo, uh, you're right. By all accounts, brilliant. A personal favorite of owner Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. but also Bill Jr. Everyone sees him as like a Bill Belichick yeah. disciple who is exactly like Bill which is great. He's one of the best head coaches in the NFL we've ever seen. But his disciples have not worked elsewhere. And he did not get hired in this process. And he eventually left in in New England. And you kind of wonder, like, was recycling that culture and leaning heavily into it with just kind of a different name at head coach the right move for the Patriots? Maybe Robert Kraft feels that it is. Maybe Robert Kraft thinks, you know what? I love the toughness and I love, you know, the type of culture that Bill built. We just need some fresh eyes. Maybe that's what they went. But it was just interesting because it it does sound like replacing one Bill with a younger Bill. Before I moved into the house right now, like three or four years ago, we had a uh, a cherry tree in our backyard. And um, one of our gardeners came through and he goes, man, this tree is dead. Like, you guys need to cut this tree. We're like... But, you know, it, it, it's still during the uh, the summertime. It still yeah. provides shade. Like, mm-hmm. no, I, we don't want to do it, right? And then another one comes in and goes, no, all you got to do is treat it a little bit, and it's going to grow again. You look at 
Bill Belichick's coaching tree. That thing looks like it's dead, right? Mayo could be the guy to say, actually, this works, right? But there are certain things that you have to do to make this work. And maybe being separated from Bill Belichick and not having him just hover over him, even with Bill Belichick not being in the league, right? Maybe he's leaning on somebody else. So I'm hoping this works out because there are things that Bill Belichick is about that I, I believe. Like, this is little things. Be on mm-hmm. time. No nonsense. Yeah. Do your job. Like, if you follow the way Bill, Bill Belichick has ran the New England Patriots, you look at any major company in the world, you're going to see a lot of Bill Belichick. Yep. So to say that his coaching tree is dead, I go, oh, maybe not. Maybe some of those branches just, just ain't it. Josh McDaniels. Maybe Matt Patricia uh, just McDaniels ain't it. Patricia you know? ain't it. Maybe Mayo is the guy, the gardener, is going to come in and make sure the tree grows I'm again. definitely rooting for him. In fact, I'm rooting for all of these guys, which is why I feel kind of blasphemous with my actual answer to this question. The Dan Quinn hire for the commanders does have me scratching my head just a little bit because I was completely sold, 100% sold on the idea that they were going to go with an offensive coordinator and they were going to go with an offensive mind, not only as uh, a way to... Exactly. Not only as a way to veer from Ron Rivera and his coaching principles, but also because they have the number two pick and we're going to get their quarterback. Mm -hmm. I just completely... And shame on me, but I just completely assumed it's offense. Of course they're going offense. Now, maybe he turns to Chip Kelly for that, but what do you think about that as an answer? No, I like that. That, that makes sense. If 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 quarterback is the most important position in the game, you got the number two pick, you want to make sure that your head coach handles this situation perfectly. The thing that Dan Quinn has on the side is that he's been around the block a few times. He's been around some good quarterbacks. You got Matt Ryan, you got uh, Russell Wilson, and now you got Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, right? And those are three different kind of quarterbacks too. So he can nurture them. The main thing is getting your offensive coordinator. And if Chip Kelly is the guy over there, I believe in Chip Kelly. I, I might not agree with his personality, yeah. but I agree with, with his football mind. Man, so um, yeah, I think the main thing in in Washington was just getting a guy who understands how it's supposed to look, and getting that guy, um, he'll hopefully hire guys in position that will allow that organization to grow, yeah. and get better. And it it starts with the OC because of that second pick, and he's gonna lean on his homie. If he gets Chip Kelly, I'm okay with this situation. In Dan's defense. With Shanahan in Atlanta, they had the most prolific offense in the regular season that mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. obviously falling. I don't need to remind any the, the zero Falcons fans that are listening, but I don't need to remind <laughs> anyone what happened in that Super Bowl. But in his defense, you did have a defensive head coach oversee the highest scoring offense. So mm-hmm. uh, I just I, I was stuck. I I was once Ben Johnson pulled his name out. I was like, what are the commanders going to do? Yeah. What do you mean they're talking to Dan Quinn? That one kind of that one surprised me. Um I want to say I think um, Raheem Morris is going to do a great job in Atlanta. I was I am I really so do. mad that JB Long sold us on him, mm-hmm. and then we mm-hmm. found out an hour later that he was hired by Atlanta. Took him away from us. It's all your fault, JB. Stolen. Let's get to four down territory. This, this is four down territory. Going inside, inside the, the game. game with former Seahawks and Coug wide receiver Michael. Bumpus. First down. What kind of offense do you think the Hawks should run this upcoming season? Well, let me say an offense that. Mike McDonald likes, but now I'm the OC right now, Mike McDonald, and I want an offense that um, resembles the Detroit Lions. That's why I love hearing Tanner. What's the, how do you say his Ing? Oh, I. Ing, yeah, how, do you, how do you say his last name? Ingstrand. Ingstrand. That's why. That's why I love that he's being mentioned. He's been the past coordinator over there with the Detroit Lions. It's been a combination of. 
him and Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson is making the final say. He's making the calls. He deserves all the love and respect. But there's always someone behind the scenes helping him out. When we look at the Detroit Lions and their offense, they're one of the best when it comes to play action. They're one of the best when it comes to RPO. And they spend a lot of time under center. I think with the quarterback that you have, the running backs that you have, and all the other weapons, look, that's the type of style that you need right there also. Jared Goff pushes the ball down the field a bit more than what people think. Him and Brock Purdy are one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league when it comes to throwing the football down the league. People think they just don't do that, but they actually do. Um, And then an offense that allows Geno to make more decisions. So you throw in some RPOs in there as well. I think Geno, this being his third time or third year as a starter, potentially for the Seattle Seahawks, he's earned the trust, right? We know that Geno, for the most part, can make good decisions. You haters out there are going to point out everything that he's done wrong. Every quarterback has made poor decisions. I understand that, and I I, I get your concern. But I also think that he's done enough. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. Yes, he is a replacement, but he was still on that list. He's done enough to gain the respect of his peers. And I think that says something. So, yeah, I want an offense that resembles what the Detroit Lions can do because personnel-wise, I think they match up pretty good with the Seahawks. And then I just like the way that flows, man. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air. They use their tight ends. Their running backs are are motion out the backfield, and you get matchups there. Just one request. Get Kenny McIntosh the dang ball. Come on. Please. Uh, We've got a little extra time for this segment since we went to it early. So can I throw in like a bonus question? Let's do it. I agree with you that Jared Goff and Brock Purdy uh, are both better quarterbacks than people give them credit for and also very underrated. Why do you think that either is underrated and is it for different reasons? Brock Purdy and Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy, you just look at where he was drafted and you go, well, if all these experts pass up on Brock Purdy, why is he so special? Example, Tom Brady. Bam. Not saying he's Tom Brady. Then you look at his weapons. They say, well, he better do well with all those weapons. Uh, it's, I think it's a lot more complicated than that. You still have to understand the offense, get the football out on time. Is it an advantage to have those weapons? Sure. Yes, most definitely. Now, Jared Goff, man, I think Jared Goff left Los Angeles, and people just thought Sean McVay was the only reason this guy had any type of success over there. Sean McVay had a huge impact on his success. But he gets over there to Dallas, excuse me, to Detroit, and he finds success again. So I think that he's just seen as the bridge quarterback. But this bridge quarterback put up almost the same amount of numbers when it comes to touchdowns, interceptions, and yards as Brock Purdy. Right, And Brock Purdy's been mentioned in MVP comments. Uh, This year, Pat Mahomes, it's a down year, but he's had a better year than Pat Mahomes. So I think it's the style of play in which, which they play with. It's where one of them was drafted, and it's the perception that both these guys are just who they are because of their coaches, not because of their play. I totally agree with you, and I would bet that the average... Um, I'm not giving NFL fans, including myself, enough credit here, but if someone said who was second in the league in passing yards, I don't know that I would automatically guess uh, it would be Jared Goff. Right. The I, I would guess wouldn't. Tua would be first. I would guess that. Yeah, but. the public would, and that's why he's not a pro bowler. He didn't yeah. get enough votes there. I guarantee you his peers understand how good he is. All or right. he was this year, at least. Second down. What do you hope Mike McDonald will do during the 2024 season? Uh, I'm sure he'll do it. I think he will. After meeting him, it makes sense to me. But it's something that I thought John Harbaugh might not have done in the AFC Championship game, which is speak up. You're on the sideline. You're watching one of the most prolific run games in the world not be used. And you go out, you go into the tunnel at halftime, you come back out, still not being used. 
I would hope that John got on the phone, got on the headset, and go, look, Monkin, what's going on there? We got Lamar Jackson, the most mobile quarterback of all time. Stop making him sit back there and pat the football and try to toss it, especially against nickel and dime. So now I put Mike McDonald in that situation. Say you do hire a young offensive coordinator, someone who's less experienced than himself, and I hope that he is the type of leader that goes, look, man, I'm going to get in your ear. Hey, don't forget this. Don't forget that. Not necessarily saying this is what you must do, but throw little reminders out there. It's crazy to me. I I still have nightmares about Lamar <laughs> throwing the ball 40 times. It's wild. And only running it eight times himself. 16 total Patrick as a team. Mahomes has six rushing attempts himself. It just blows my mind. So that just scares me a bit. I, after meeting Mike, I think that he will get in the OC's ear if that's going down. But uh, if an OG didn't do it at 62 years old, I think John is, man. That's uh, that's what so I hope he does. Third down. What are some players you think can benefit from the way McDonald teaches and installs his scheme? Uh, one guy that we've been hoping to take off um, as of late and had a decent year last year, uh, took a step back this year, is Daryl Taylor, man. Yeah. I think um, he needs to be taught certain rules and certain ways, and I think Mike can do that. Dre Jones, I think, can be used this year more efficiently. He can rush the edge. He can also slide into that three-tech. And the games that Mike McDonald plays with his edge guys um, is beautiful. I think he can benefit from that thing. And then a the guy that we were excited about but ha- didn't see much of him, and I think it was because of the way Jay Reed was playing, talking about Cam Young, only 200 snaps, 16% of the snaps for the Seahawks. I think that um, he can learn from Jay Reed, also learn from Mike McDonald and say, look, these are your rules. This is what I need you to do defensive line is interior defensive line mentally is probably the easiest position to play in football that and running back now physically it's a whole different beast because you're taking on double teams constant impact but i'd love to see what teaching can do for daryl taylor what scheming can do for dre jones and what teaching can do for cam young fourth down what are your thoughts on the pro bowl games last night I loved it, man. Someone texted in that they didn't like the long snap competition because you had centers essentially being asked to long snap and hit a target. And then the long snappers come in there to snap it back there. Oh, boom. Yeah. But I kind of liked it, too. I go, make the big boys uncomfortable as well. You know, you got uh, <laughs> receivers and DBs and safeties catching all uh, those punts with four or five footballs. I like seeing these athletes um, be a, a little bit uncomfortable, but I also like seeing them excel. Like, I love seeing Derrick Henry fire rockets. He looks bigger without his pads on than with his pads on. It's he crazy. How did, of... What two humans made that? I want, I want, I want to look at his mom and dad. Right. Like, this is crazy. And then CeeDee Lamb just shows how um, athletic he is as well for a thin dude. But overall, I think they got it right. I'm so glad they got rid of that football game. It became a freaking joke. And uh, this allows these guys to compete and still look out for each other. We still got more games coming up. You got, what, flag football, um, and I think a couple other events as well. But no, man, Pro Bowl games, this is it. This is the way it should be. I just want to go watch Derrick Henry highlights now, especially the, (laughs) uh, was it the back-to-back playoff games where he had, like, almost 200 yards in each? And then once they got to a point where he couldn't run all over the place and also Tannehill threw, like, two or three picks, they were out. But, yeah, that, that brief back-to-back run in the postseason mm-hmm. just dominant he was willing them it yeah was Super Bowl. 182 God. in the wild card round against the Patriots Crazy. and yeah. then followed that up uh, with 195 against the Ravens Unreal. that was the game where he used uh, Earl Thomas as his own personal blocking sled oh, just at, amazing at Earl doing that was Earl's spin moves. that was yeah. Earl's last game in the NFL Derrick Henry just took Earl Thomas out of the league with that one Man. straight up 
Uh, all right, you're listening to Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. You thought we were done with trivia? We're not. It's coming your way next. Bump and Stacy, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios on Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Pro Bowl, 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 Pro Bowl. No. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And. Um, I am going to send out one request for listeners. I'm trying to come up with my category for the tiebreaker, and I, I, I did farm animals, but then realized we already did that. So if anyone wants to send in <laughs> a generic category that I can choose for these two to go back and forth naming. Is it animals with sharp teeth again? I, it is not animals with sharp uh, teeth. Hey, it is not hey, soda brand. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Uh, okay. Uh, it is the Pro Bowl quiz. Because these questions are, I think, somewhat easy once you guys get the hang of okay. it, I did 10. So you get five apiece. Okay? Uh, so we're going to go back and forth in a trivia-style face-off between Bump and Curtis. This one is entirely themed around the Pro Bowl. So this is how it works this week. Thank you, Bump. I did it uh, based on Pro Bowlers. So these are, unfortunately, not a lot of Seahawks. But they are players that you absolutely know and you've been covering this week. So... Here we go. Oh, Bump. so it's just limited to Pro Bowlers in this it's Pro year? Pro Bowlers this year, but it's the best players in the league this year. I'm going to give oh, okay. you like a one-sentence hint as to who it is. Okay. Uh, and it's just going to be a who am I style question. So like it'll that, sound like, like this. That. Guess who? Exactly. All right. I led Do the, they wear a hat? I led the league in passing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I led the league in passing touchdowns, but once again, a shot at a deep playoff run passed me by. And I left the postseason facing some big questions. Who am I? It's for me? Yes. Dang, I should know this. Okay, I'll say it again. Touchdown. I led the league playoff. in passing touchdowns. So you were done in the first round. But once again, a shot at a deep playoff run passed me by. Tua. Dak. Oh! oh! Wow. I know you know it. Trick daddy. It was one of the two. I was, Curtis, I was top five in passing yards, but number one in QB rating. Those stats are irrelevant to some people who think I'm a system guy. Who am I? Is it Tua? Do you want? It's not Tua. I was going to read it again. It's Brock Brock Purdy. Purdy. So they have little hints in here. Those stats are irrelevant to some people who think I'm a system quarterback. Okay. Wow. That's a bar. Here we go. I've got a laundry list of career accomplishments, which is impressive as a former sixth-round pick, but I might have made the most headlines this year when I stole the spotlight from a famous singer. A laundry list? Can you say it one more time? I've got a laundry list of career accomplishments, uh-huh. which is impressive as a former sixth-round pick, but I might have made the most headlines when this year, while watching a game, I stole the spotlight from a famous singer. Stole the spotlight from a famous singer. I mean, you got to be talking Taylor Swift, right? Because uh, she's been in the game for a while. Laundry list, sixth round freaking pick. Oh, I think I know. Ah, I know. I know. Sixth round pick. Sold. Yeah. 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 You're going to be so mad once I tell you. Uh, I don't know. Who is it? It's Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Gosh darn it. (laughs) This is kind of fun though, right? Yeah. It's it's one of those things where the second you hear the answer, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I see it now. What was the laundry 
connection with him? Does he have like a laundry sponsor? No, that no, that was just uh, not every word. Not every I know. Laundry. Sorry, sorry, me. sorry. Okay. A second round pick in 2019, I was traded to my current team during an NFL draft. Today I remain an explosive part of their offense. This year, I recorded six consecutive games with at least 125 receiving yards, which broke an NFL record. Is it A.J. Brown? It's A.J. Brown. Curtis on the board. Bump. We got it. One, we can't get shut out, Bump. I'm, <laughs> I can't. I'm, I, I might be a younger brother, but I've made my name in the NFL, too. I led the league in sacks this year. And in 2021, when I tied Michael Strahan's all-time single-season sack record. What? Yes. Yeah. All right, TJ. tie it up. See, I didn't say the first one. I'm like, ah, TJ, JJ. Uh, it's weird that one's TJ, one's JJ. Yeah. Normally, the initial names, you only save those for like one kid in your family. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, Curtis, today. I'm a former Bama product who led the league in passing yards. For, uh... I think I already guessed this guy one time to a tongue of a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the third time he's been guessed. We're just going to say it every time. Yeah. All right. Uh, where's, my, where's my good noise sound? My good noise. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Few in the NFL can keep pace with me. I traveled south to find my new team where I tied for first and receiving touchdowns this year. Few in the NFL can keep pace with me. The cheetah? Yes. Tariq Hill. All right. 2-2. Two, two. Jamal! 2-2, two, two, but I can clinch right here with a correct answer, right? Because this is the last question. Now we're going 10. Oh, yeah. 10. Oh, this really? Is, yeah. I, we have oh, okay. 10 for you guys. So oh, okay. Never mind. You can clinch it, I, I think, was, next. Okay. I was just playing under regular Chris, season next rules. Next question. <laughs> My position's often overlooked. Some people don't even think we're athletes, but I've been one of the most consistent in this league ever. Okay, repeat that again. My position's often overlooked. Some people don't even think we're athletes, but I've been one of the most consistent in this league ever. I'm thinking it's a kicker. Is it Justin Tucker? It's Justin Tucker. Bump! You guys, these last, that one and this one are tough. Two T-named Finns. Stole the show on my offense, but I was the one carrying the rock for a league-leading 18 rushing touchdowns. Most Yes. All right, wow. Curtis, you okay. can clinch it with this one. Here we go. My stats aren't sheepish, but they're obviously great. I was second in the league in receiving yards. Repeat that again. My stats aren't sheepish, but they're obviously great. I was second in the league in receiving yards. Second in the league in receiving yards. Probably behind Tyreek Hill, right? Because Tyreek Hill went nuts this season. Is it... Is it CeeDee Lamb? It's the best you've done. I Thank see. you. I see what you did. All that right, Curtis, uh, you did win the regular round, but we've got a couple more minutes, so we're going to go. Um, let's see. Oh, someone said laundry list for Jason Kelsey since he, since he took his shirt off. I should have done that. Uh, dang it, dang it, dang it. Yeah, I just threw in. Laundry list was just the, the word that I used, but that's much smarter. Um, okay, so uh, you guys have sent in some options for a tiebreaker. People are also saying Kelsey's in a Tide commercial. 
That's also a really good point. Someone said types of bowls. Uh, WWE wrestlers. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be able to do that one. So we're going to go with this one. Uh, Keeping it very simple, not connected to the theme at all. Please go back and forth, beginning with bump. First one to hesitate loses. Naming fruits. 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 All right. Strawberry. Banana. Mango. Apple. (laughs) Grapes. Tomato. Pear. Uh, Kiwi. Nectarine. Watermelon. Oh, orange. No. Oh, orange. Orange. Oh. <laughs> the tiebreaker oh question. Curtis, you've already won, but yeah. uh, obviously the tiebreaker would normally work where it's winner take all. Um, guys, I had 30 seconds to think of the tiebreaker question because I forgot it, so I made it a Stacy question. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules returned this week after oh, one no. of the biggest <laughs> pop culture scandals ever earlier this year. Scandaval. Ariana broke up with Tom Sandoval after he cheated on her with. Whom? Uh, I've talked about this. Yeah, I know. I've talked about this for months. <laughs> What's you guys aren't name? listening to me. Matt, do you know the answer? Ra- Raquel. Raquel! Yay! It's Raquel! I'm so proud of you! Yeah! You know what, uh, Curtis? You nailed it. You deserve it, Thank buddy. you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, get your questions in for what I need to know to the Mac and Jack's text line right now. Any question, text it now. 866-979-3776. What I need to know, coming your way next. Bumpin' Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports Station. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. It's What I Need to Know, brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, Electric. Get your questions in now to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. What I Need to Know. Now, this can be about sports or not about sports. Our first question is not about sports. What I Need to Know, says one listener. Do you inform a coworker about them getting watched by the watched, not washed, watched by the higher ups and facing termination because they have suspicions of breaking company conduct rules? Or do you take the whole they made their bed and it's time for them to lay in at standpoint? Now, I did follow up with some questions right. for this listener and was like, hey, is this a friend? You know, is this someone who and it sounds like it's someone who it's not a friend, mm-hmm. just a coworker. And they're kind of doing it to themselves. All right. So do you warn them or do you? It depends on our relationship. If I don't rock with you, then all right, we go ahead and, and, you know, deal with the consequences. But if, even if we don't even have to be cool, but as long as there's respect in between the both of us, then I'd be like, hey man, I ain't gonna say too much, but What if that person who might get let go, if, if they end up getting fired, it makes your job harder. You don't even That's have to something be, to consider. You don't even have to be friends with that person. But, like, if they leave, then it's like, uh-oh. What their responsibility was is probably going to fall to me. Something to definitely mm. consider, for sure, is do you guys do the same job, and is your company cheap? <laughs> because <laughs> if, uh, if the answer is yes and yes, you're going to be in for twice the workload, and maybe you let this person know. But it sounds like they aren't tight, so it's just kind of like a can I in good conscience conscience let this person continue to mess up. It's a doggy dog world out there. Yeah. Uh, what I need to know, if you share a shower, <laughs> weird questions today. If you share a shower with others, I'm assuming in like a gym locker room, is it okay to use the detachable shower head to wash the nether regions? As long as you're not touching it. 
Yeah. Keep a nice you little hold distance. It, yeah, hold it further out. Six to eight inches away. You'd be good. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal as no. long as you yeah. aren't like grazing it on things. <laughs> you know? You don't want to be grazing. It's grazing it on the jewels, huh? Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, what no. I need to know, who is the most overrated recording artist? Ooh, wow. Ice Spice. Ice wow. Spice. She said, you think you'd uh, poop? You're not even the fart. What? Ew. I'm going to throw in what? Sexy Red. Sexy Red, too. All these ratchet rappers, man. What about... Um, oh I'm going to go with uh, Adam Levine. He can sing, though. No, he can't. He has a good voice. No, he <laughs> no, can. He has he a good voice. A good, I, he seems like maybe voice. not the best dude. No. He's giving Tom Sandoval vibes, but he does have a good voice. <laughs> yeah, no. You know? He can get, no. he can go really high. Um, I think there are some people that would want to say Taylor Swift because she can't sing, but I consider she can sing. She can sing. I also consider recording artists and musicians as the entire thing. I don't think Britney can sing, but she can perform. She's, an She's an entertainer. It's mm -hmm. the whole package. Yeah. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. I'm going to get back on that one. Um, what I need to know is Tanner a better dog name or human name? I've never met a dog or heard someone yell I've never for met a dog, dog named Tanner. Tanner. That'd be I've, weird. I've met a couple weird human dogs. Tanners. My wife wanted to name our dog Kevin. I love that. <laughs> I think it's, I do like it when, when people's dogs have human names. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Like, oh, this is my dog, Scott. <laughs> you know, like what? Darryl. Does he work in accounting? Like, what, what's going on? I'm at the park, Kevin. Uh, someone said, Bump couldn't wait to bash Ice Spice. Hey, you're not even the fart. Yeah. That's a bar? You know what? Maybe to a 20-year-old. Uh, expanding no. on the shower question, says another listener. Is it okay as a grown adult to wear shower sandals? Heck yeah. Yeah, you should be In wearing shower sandals. You should be wearing yes. sandals. I'm looking at you crazy if you're not yes. wearing sandals. What? That's how you get ringworm, right? Right. Something like that. Some bacteria. <laughs> I don't know. Someone Athletes said Maroon 5 was the worst concert I've ever been to. They did... Uh, I think they did the halftime show of the Super Bowl a few years ago, and it was not good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. Uh, what I need to know, uh, what current NFL player or players do you think would make great head coaches in the future? Or coaches, just general coaches. Brock Purdy and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's a good one. I think mm -hmm. he might go into business, though. He oh, seems yeah. to really care about the real estate stuff. Most of the really good football players don't end up coaching. Mm -hmm. All right. It's, it's leaving it for us uh, didn't really do it type guys. You know? Jim Harbaugh, kind of an exception. He played for a long time. Yeah. And has had a really good coaching mm -hmm. career. Happy anniversary to the Seahawks on their first Super Bowl. Where were you guys watching at when it happened? I was at home. I was at uh, my, my Theo Gonzalo's house. Everybody went over there and... Uh, and watch. I had on my uh, my uh, my little jumpsuit the Seahawks gave me yeah. when I was Your in the league. Billowy Reebok. One. Nice. Yeah. 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 I was in Cap Hill watching at a bar. Uh, it was like one of those big event spaces. I forgot what it was, like Numos or something like that, that had like a whole like a big projector and a bunch mm -hmm. of tables, and you like pay to get into it. What were you drinking then? Your rosé. Uh, no, we got there early, so we had several mimosas. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So, and then I forget what, what we transitioned to after that. But we <laughs> did, forget the whole night. I, I look, just know that I we won started the game. Super Bowl Forty Eight with several mimosas, and then you know, and then the Seahawks won, and that's kind and of the, like my recollection. The game comes on like evening. at three o'clock, right? So you were in there like at nine, ten. No, maybe like down. I like noon. 
probably mm-hmm. noon. Okay. But we did have to get there early. Yeah. Uh, what I need to know, speaking of, what's your drink of choice these days? Seltzers. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've transitioned to like a <laughs> to Tito's type yeah. of guy. I'm Tito's now. Uh, yeah, I always go seltzers. I'm very uh, boring. Um, what I need to know... Uh, who do I make the checkout to? Because you guys have answered so many of my life questions. <laughs> what I need That's what to we're know. Here for. I know. Do you think Russell's called up Dan Quinn yet about that open quarterback position in Washington? Hmm. I mean, open for how long? Yeah. I'll tell you what they're doing for too. a year or two. If that, I mean, they're going to have the number two pick, right? Yeah. yeah that's, what we're t- that's what we mean. Like it's going to be open if you don't want to play the rookie this year, but eventually I'll throw them out there. Someone said my friend blacked out and doesn't remember the Seahawks winning. That's like when I was really sick and I didn't remember what happened in a Ravens game when Thomas Rawls broke his ankle and I went to the press conference the next day and they were like, so Thomas Rawls is out. And I remember thinking like, what? You were That's crazy. Air quotes, sick. Yes, correct. Yes. Yep. <laughs> sick. And they say Thomas Rawls is out. You stand up, look around like, what? Rawls? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? What I need to know, will Carol ever coach again? If he doesn't coach next year, no. Yeah, because... We'll be like I, 73 next year? Yeah. And I do think that it sounds messed up, but that does start to matter for teams because they're thinking, we're not signing you to a one-year contract to be coach. Like, we mm-hmm. want you to continue to be here. Are we going to give you a contract until through, like, 78? That's why I think Belichick didn't get a job because it's like he's also around Pete's age. How long can you guarantee that you'll be doing this? Have you ever had to notify an employer that somebody you work with emits an unpleasant odor <laughs> on a regular oh, wow. basis? Thank goodness. No, I have haven't. you? I want to know if this listener had to do that. Listener, please tell us if you had to tell your boss Ooh-wee. that your coworker smells. Man. We had an intern here probably like <laughs> seven or eight years ago. Oh man. Uh, I don't know if they're in radio anymore. I'm not gonna say their name or anything. Okay. Please, they no. they had a long commute here and by the time they would get here uh they were smelling pretty right like every day there's a shower and, downstairs yeah and it got to the point where i think i think maybe kyle brown had to pull them aside and be like hey, oh man. no what was was that person a nice person at least they were they okay. were a nice person Aww. yeah hey um let's see Matt, we're about to be... Okay, yeah, I'm going to save this question. Then. I really like it, but I'm going to paste it at the bottom of our show sheet, and we can get to it tomorrow because I think that's a whole segment. Wow, look at this listener helping us out here. I love it. Okay, uh, you guys, that will do it for us today. For Michael Bumpus, Matt Nelson, Curtis Rogers, I'm Stacey Ross. Everyone have a safe and fun weekend. Wyman and Bob coming your way next.